Welcome to Cat Talk Radio with your host, Molly DeVos. Molly is a cat expert and certified feline training and behavior specialist. With her expertise and her guests, you'll learn how to interpret and control behavior issues with your cat, how to entertain and converse with them, and keep up on the latest feline news around the world. Now, here is Molly DeVos. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Cat Talk Radio. I'm your host, Molly DeVos, and we welcome you to this session of Cat Talk Radio. We are an outreach program of Cat Behavior Solutions, and Cat Behavior Solutions is a nonprofit that's dedicated to bringing you free animal behavior information, specifically on cats and neat cat stuff so that you can take better care of your cats and they won't ever develop behavior issues. Because the number one cause of death of cats in the United States is actually shelter euthanasia and behavior issues are one of the main reasons cats end up in the shelter. You know, when they pee on your beds and they fight each other and they're aggressive and things like that. So this show is dedicated to making sure that those kinds of things don't develop in your cats and if they do, This is the place to come for help. You can find us on Facebook at Cat Behavior Solutions. There's a lot of tips posted on that page, as well as on our website, catbehaviorsolutions.org. There's a blog and resource pages and all kinds of great information there. And if you don't get your questions answered there, you feel free to reach out to me at any time at molly at cattalkradio.com. And I want to also thank... Brian Edwards, he's sponsoring this episode today, so you can thank him for bringing this to you. Brian has Brian Edwards Wealth Management. He has guaranteed lifetime income products. I invest with him personally, which helps me to take better care of Tabasco, to be able to afford to take better care of Tabasco. And I'm hoping with his guaranteed lifetime income products that I will be able to take care of Tabasco into my golden years. So check him out at brianedwardswealthmanagement.com. And that's Brian with a Y, B-R-Y-A-N. And so my co-host Dewey is not with me today because today we're joined by a very special guest, Whitney Jones. Whitney is the marketing director of a company called Cedarside. Hi, Whitney. Hi, Molly. Thank you for having me. Well, I'm so glad you joined me today. I want to start off by sharing with everybody a, a personal story that actually led me to, to ask you to come on the show today. As I was preparing a blog about heartworms in cats, which I posted last week, after preparing that and posting it, it reminded me that it was time for me to do the revolution treatment on my cat, Tabasco, and my foster, Blueberry. And Blueberry has only been with me a short period of time, so this was the first time that I'd actually treated him for uh, fleas, ticks, heartworms. That revolution product covers all of that. And if you haven't read my blog or listened to the episode we did with, uh, with Dr. Lavender from Metropause, heartworms is a, is a big deal in cats. They, they get heartworms from mosquito bites and there are relatively no symptoms. There's no tests available to determine if your cat has heartworms and, and therefore there's no real treatment either. Your, your first clue that your cat has heartworms is sudden death. And Dr. Lavender was explaining that the cats will have 
um, you know, a seizure that will cause death and, you know, heartworms and the heartworm breaks off and it's kind of like a stroke and, and it's really bad news. And of course, we have tons of mosquitoes here in Texas and this time of year in particular, I noticed that they were getting pretty thick out back with all this rain we've been having. So all of that created a perfect storm for me to say, I got to go put revolution on Tabasco and blueberry. So I did that, you know, right after dinner was probably about seven, eight o'clock at night. And we went to bed and I was awoken at about 1230 in the morning with what I thought was blueberry scratching on this ottoman, this leather ottoman that he sleeps on. Um, And I thought that was really strange because he's a three-legged cat and he doesn't really scratch on ottomans much. So I I got up and and went to find him and he was on the ottoman and he was convulsing just, I mean, very, very dramatically convulsing and losing control of his bladder and and it scared the, the crap out of me. And he he, this went on for three or four minutes and he finally fell off the ottoman and, you know, we got him all cleaned up and he seemed okay afterwards. And so I called Dr. Lavender and she confirmed that this was very likely a, uh, a result of applying the revolution. And I had remembered, you know, we, so then she said, wipe it off of him, make sure you, you know, you soap and water and of course, wipe whatever's remaining of the revolution on him. And we've not had another episode since. And this led me to think, well, what are my options here? Because obviously, I I don't want to use a product like that on him again. And he's no longer a candidate for that. And I had remembered at Global Pet Expo year before last, coming across a company called Cedarside. And I remember it being a natural pest control for, for pets. And I think I picked up a sample there and I used it all up last summer on myself, actually, and didn't think about using it on the cats. And so I was at the shelter this last weekend, and this adorable couple was walking through the lobby wearing Cedarside t-shirts, and I and I stopped them. It turned out to be Whitney and her husband, and I stopped them, and I said, hey, do you guys work for Cedarside? And I told them the story, and and uh, we've since been in touch, and, and hence I wanted to invite her to the show because... This is such an important product and such an important thing um, that could happen to your cats. And uh, so, Whitney, I'm assuming that stories like this aren't uncommon. That's right. Uh, we actually, we hear a lot of that probably more than uh, the general public because a lot of people call us after experiencing something like you did with Blueberry and they're looking for a, you know, a safer alternative. But unfortunately, this is very common with a lot of the topical um, and even the tablets that um, that you can give to dogs and cats, it's it's very common to have some neurological um, issues afterwards. Could be tremors, could be seizures, like in your case, um, and some have even worse than that, unfortunately. So we do hear a lot of that. And I would imagine that's probably it. Was that a a reason for you, a motivation for you guys to develop this product? Absolutely. You know. Pesticides in general uh, affect so many different things. They affect not only animals, uh, they affect the environment, they affect uh, people that are exposed to it. So that's ultimately what kind of got Cedarside started in the beginning was what is a safe alternative that we can use that's still effective but doesn't have any short or even long-term 
you know, consequences to using it. And that's really where Cedarside um, began was looking for a safe alternative to, you know, these chemical products. And and what is it, the product is called Cedarside that we're talking about, by the way, that you that you apply to your animals. So what is Cedarside? So Cedar Side, we actually have a range of products, um, but all of them, as you can tell by the name, have uh, cedarwood essential oil in them. That is the backbone of every single product that we have. Uh, that's the active ingredient that both kills and repels the insects. So we have a variety of products from uh, products for your yard, uh, for personal use. Uh, we have stuff for livestock and then just, you know, general dogs and cats because uh, all of all of us and all of them need the protection. So we've over the years formulated uh, safe products for each of those different uses. And how does it how does it actually kill bugs? So cedarwood oil um, does a few different things. It's one the scent itself is very overpowering for them, um, but it it dehydrates their skin is one of the ways that it kills them, which uh, is usually results in pretty sudden death for most insects and it definitely takes care of um you know the eggs and the larva stage as well um but there's yeah there's um a lot of a lot of essential oils that are beneficial with fighting insects but we have found that cedarwood oil has been hands down the most effective for us and for our customers so you said two things that make me wonder um, that it dehydrates the bug's skin. Is it is it dehydrating to our skin and our pet's skin as well? It's not. You know, uh, insects have a very different uh, system and buildup than humans or animals do. And so for, for humans and for animals, unless they have a cedar allergy, which is extremely rare, uh, there's no adverse reactions or irritations for humans. But for bugs, it's a totally different story. Hmm. And then you said that the, you know, the smell was so overpowering for, for the bugs. That's what repels them. What is it? Describe to everybody what it actually smells like. Well, have you ever smelled like a cedarwood closet? Yes, yes. So along those same lines, uh, a lot of people used to build cedarwood closets uh, kind of back in the olden days to keep moths away and other insects. It's essentially the same concept. And so it's going to same cedar scent to it which is really what the repelling and uh and the killing of the insects oh that's great that's because they always smelled wonderful yeah i (laughs) I personally love the smell um so and then let's talk about how you put it on i know that your your product comes in spray bottles and then there's also a new a new brush system so tell everybody how how they would, how you buy this product and how you put it on your cat. Sure. You can buy the product directly from us. We hand make each of these in small batches and we ship them out directly from here at our office where we make them. Um, but the way you would apply them is potentially going to be different depending on the type of animal that you're applying it to. But for cats, I normally recommend that people apply with their hands because, as you probably know, cats better than just about anybody, they can be very picky about being sprayed or any kind of um, any kind of thing that you're putting on them topically. So typically when I'm putting it on cats, I spray my hands and rub it into the fur. But we also, <clears throat> excuse me, we also just came out with this year a uh, flea and tick brush, which uh, I think you've seen before, which is a liquid brush so you just fill the brush with the solution and brush your cat and then it 
um, it dispenses it into their coat. So a lot of cats actually really like it. If they enjoy being brushed, then they're going to enjoy this product most likely. Yeah, I thought that was cool because I, when I first saw it, I thought it was going to come out like in the base of the brush where the bristles go into the, the brush head. And then I saw that it you actually have hollow brush bristles. So it's it actually is coming directly in contact with their skin. That seemed really ingenious. Great, great thing. Thank you. It's almost like a ballpoint pen. So as soon as you start using it and put a little pressure on it, it starts releasing that. Yeah. Now, do you have to get it all over the whole cat, tip of the nose to base of the tail, or can you just just get it kind of on their backside and that's enough? You know, you're gonna have better um, better luck with it if you can use if you can cover more of their body with it. But the the smell is quite strong, and so uh, it really only takes a little bit to to see effectiveness. Now, if you're actually treating an actual cat that has fleas, uh, you might want to use a little bit more and cover some of those other areas so you could reach you know, the eggs and all the different fleas. But for cats, you can usually, you know, a couple of spritzes in your hand and rub them down. I typically cover their back, their tail. If you can get to their belly, uh, that's a benefit because they're just going to have that added protection. But I understand that some cats can be really picky and some of them don't even like you to touch their belly at all. So um, you can definitely just apply it on their back and you will still see uh, some results from that. Yeah, that belly is a no-go zone in the cat world. (laughs) We call it the trap. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly what it is. (laughs) And so how long does it last? Do I have to, do you have to apply it every day or once a week or how often do you do it? So it's going to be a little bit different for everybody. And we really try to take a holistic approach when it comes to pest control, because what fits one person and one animal's needs is going to be different from another. So Typically with cats, it lasts about three to seven days. Now, if it's an indoor cat, you're not likely going to have to apply it as often. So every seven days is usually great. Uh, If it's a cat that spends a lot of time outdoors, then you might want to apply it a couple of times a week. It really depends on their lifestyle. And you can kind of do a a sniff test on your cat. And if you can still smell a hint of that cedar, your cat is protected. If If it's all evaporated and off, then you probably need to reapply. Okay. And then what happens, you know, um, Tabasco really loves to lick blueberry. He's, Tabasco loves to groom his foster cats. And so what happens if I, I was worried about that, actually, right after I put that revolution on blueberry, I was watching them and I thought, oh, great, he's going to start grooming and, and eating that stuff. What happens if they lick this off of them since we're putting it all over them and you know how they're so obsessive about grooming after they eat? Yes. What what effect does that have for them? Most cats actually don't like the taste of it. So if they taste a little bit, they're usually fine. Um, as long as you don't oversaturate their coats, they're not. there's really not going to be any issues. The only time people get into trouble with essential oils is they use too much of it and they don't dilute it properly. But with our products, we they come pre-diluted, so they're at a safe ratio uh, for cats. And then, you know, it's it's basically that. So, And what is the shelf life of the product? We guarantee them for two years, for up to two years, but we have people that keep it for years and years and, and they still have uh, good results from it. We just usually tell people two years is what we, was what we recommend and it, you know, it all depends on how people store it too. You don't want to store it in direct sunlight, um, things like that. 
That's great for a, for an essential oil. I know I, I was dabbling in some essential oil products a while back, and and they go rancid so quickly. So they can. They certainly can. Yeah. So that's that's great. That's good. I should have found my samples from two years ago and still <laughs> used them. <laughs> well, we each other now. So that's right. <laughs> you know, another thing I was I was thinking as I was on your website and looking at the products. I was thinking about how much less expensive this is as a as a flea and tick control compared to Revolution because oh my gosh I think I spent eighty five dollars on on that Revolution and this was so much cheaper to use. We try to keep it as affordable as possible, you know, without compromising quality, and that's something that's really important to us is, you know, having high-quality products. So we, we do try to be as flexible as we can, and if you're just treating a cat, it doesn't usually take as much as some of our who are, you know, maybe treating their entire property and, you know, dozens of animals. We have a lot of animal lovers that use our products, so, um, yeah, it depends on how many animals animals you have, but if it's just a cat or two, it's it's a very affordable uh, alternative to some of the chemical products. And does the, you mentioned, you know, proofing your yard, yard proofing with it, is, is the same product that you're spraying on your cat what you would spray in your yard? It's a similar product. We, the one you spray in your yard is a water-based product that you attach to your hose and then spray. And then the one that you would use on cats is primarily an oil-based and it's not really designed to be sprayed on plants i see i see and so two different products but but you can so when you spray it on your yard it's i'm assuming it's killing other insects as well as just fleas and ticks right would it repel all insects it repels most insects not i wouldn't say it repels all insects but we guarantee that it kills and repels uh fleas ticks ants mites uh, mosquitoes and uh, including chiggers also. And those noceums? It does work for noceums. We have a lot of people <laughs> that use it for that. <laughs> what are those things anyway? <laughs> They're like these tiny little biting, miserable little bugs that nobody ever sees them, but that hints the name. <laughs> They've got the, uh, I remember I used to have a a mat, like one of those, you know, bristly welcome home mats. And I had it in my garage and, and I had to step over it to get into the house. And every time I would step on that thing, these no would just attack my ankles. It was the most obnoxious thing ever. Yes, they can be. <laughs> Hate those things. <laughs> well, you put a on them and it'll work. <laughs> yeah, I threw that mat away a long time I ago. You. I don't blame you. <laughs> So some other interesting things about about Cedarside is, I mean, the product, your product is made here in the U.S., right? Yes, ma'am. That's great. That's that's good these days. And you and and you're recently married, right? And you and your husband actually own the company. Is that right? We do. We do. It is a business for us. That's cool. Tell us about how you found out about them and how you came to, to get into Cedar. I mean, did you guys start Cedarside or did you buy it? We did not start it. We came along about eight years ago. Um, my husband found it first and we were, uh, you know, on the market for natural products and, uh, you know, natural alternatives. We, we're longtime animal lovers and uh, animal owners. And that's kind of what got us uh, involved in the beginning 
and we fell in love with the product and uh, have really kind of turned it into our mission here to um, to educate people about, you know, safer alternatives, not even just our products, but safer alternatives in general to a lot of these chemical products that people are putting on their, you know, their pets and their yard and even around their homes. We've recently over the last couple of years expanded our product line to some household products as well, because we realized that, you know, these products that we're using on a regular basis don't just stop at our yard. They're inside of our homes as well. I noticed that on the site. I noticed you had like a pet bedding spray, but mm-hmm. that came in peppermint and lemongrass and lavender fragrances. So is the is how does that work? Is the cedarwood oil still in there? Not in those particular products. We branched out a little bit this year. We're we're big fans of essential oils, if you probably couldn't guess as it is. But we we branched out to lemongrass and peppermint, which actually we don't make any claims for on our labels, uh, but there are a lot of repellency qualities in those as well for different insects, um, even fleas and such. So, um, but those are really just kind of a safe alternative to, you know, your air fresheners and things that you typically, you know, spray around your home to kind of freshen up with having mm-hmm. pets around. Mm-hmm. So kind of like the, the linen spray we use on the sheets exactly. at night. Exactly. Yeah. Pet linen spray. <laughs> <laughs> and then I noticed you had a glass and bath product. How, do, how does that work? Do, do those have oils in them as well? Uh, those do not have any of the essential oils in it yet. Uh, we are working on some new ones that are coming soon that will. Um, but that's basically just a, uh, a really mild and gentle uh, glass and bath cleaner. It's something you can use around your home that's not going to be toxic to your pets. It's not going to be toxic to, uh, you know, yourself if you come in contact with it. It's, it's actually kind of amazing when you look into some of these brands that, you know, I even had under my sink that once I started doing research, I started figuring out, you know, some of the chemicals that were in there were pretty scary. So, that's when we went to the drawing board and started looking for, uh, you know, some alternatives that we could create here that we felt would be, you know, useful not only in our homes, but in other people's homes. Yeah, it's, it is amazing. There's a lot of theories on, you know, diseases that are developing in animals, you know, they're, they're close to the floor. And if you look at, yep. you know, floor cleaners and things like that, that they walk on, especially cats that, that lick their feet a lot. Um, that you know, and they're actually ingesting as well as living on on this stuff that we don't usually get exposed to. It's it's awful for them. It really is, and because they're so much smaller than us, their bodies just take it so much harder, and they can develop some of these diseases so much quicker. I want you to make a litter box cleaning product. <laughs> we do need to do that. We have, yeah, we have a lot of people uh, that that obviously have cats that had have brought that to our attention. So that's on our radar as well. Yeah, you really do. Cause I hear all the time people will say, well, I, I do my once a month deep clean litter box thing and I clean it out really good with Clorox and then oh. Clorox whites. And I think, Oh, the cat's probably hating you for that <laughs> because it's yeah. such a, a repelling smell to, to cats in particular. They, they hate, Clorox and smells. Cats' noses are so super sensitive to stuff like that. And I usually tell people just use a mild detergent. And then, you know, when your litter box starts getting scratch marks in the bottom, it's time to throw it out and get a new one anyway. But if there was a 
a good gentle product that could be used for that that's not just mild detergent um, that would be awesome so I'm glad to hear that's on your list we want to see that yeah we do have a uh, an all-purpose cleaner that could probably actually be a good fit for that it's not designed specifically for litter boxes but it's extremely gentle uh, biodegradable very um, very gentle formula. I use it all around my house and, um, you know, clean my dog crates with it. And I'm very particular. We we had a dog. We lost a dog to cancer a few years ago. And that's one of the things that really sparked us also was, you know, once she was diagnosed with that, we were like, okay, what, what in our environment could have caused this and how can we prevent this and how can we um, make a difference? And so that's one of the things that really um, kind of kick-started us, too, on, some, on creating some of these safer household products. Is your all-purpose cleaner, like, antibacterial? Are you able to say that it's a antibacterial? We're not able to say antibacterial yet. There's some further testing that we have to get to be able to make those claims. So um, we don't make that specific one yet. But yeah. things are on the horizon. We're, we're a small little business that... Uh, you know, we have some pretty big goals and dreams here, so we're, we're working towards some of those things, but there's a little more that's required to put that on there. That's great. And, you know, I, I'm the one that, that likes to buy these eco products that smell like patchouli, so put that on your list, too. Patchouli, I love <laughs> patchouli, yeah. I'll put that on the list, though. And, you know, it seems like companies will come up with it for a while like a, they'll, I think one of them was a neroli neroli and patchouli and I just loved it and of course it got discontinued and it as I think people either just love patchouli or hate patchouli and I'm one of those throwback people that just love it <laughs> I also and I that's very common for them to offer seasonal scents and then you fall in love with it and they take it away <laughs> I know I hate that so yeah put that on you we need a patchouli smelling litter box cleaner <laughs> Yes, I'll, I'll put that on my list. We we have one going. <laughs> That'd be great. The other thing I wanted to mention too, I've I've got you guys on our on our website. So if if any of our listeners go to catbehaviorsolutions.org on the resources page, there's more information about Cedarside and a and a link to them there. You can you can find them there. And you guys are located right here right here with us in the Dallas area in Louisville. Correct. Yes. And you and did I hear you say too that you just you moved the company there? Uh, we did. We've been here actually about six years here in Louisville. So we've been here a little while. We have a small little storefront. So anybody's welcome to to drop by and you know check us out. We almost always have animals up here of some kind, whether it's dogs or cats uh, or both. <laughs> so um, we're we're very people and pet friendly around here. Yeah, but you don't do any animal testing, I've read as well. Not. <laughs> <laughs> and see, I think that's a lie because we're animal testing every day with your product. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a gray area, yeah. We, but yes, for sure. And I did after I after I washed uh, all that revolution off blueberry. And, and I got the product, your product, Cedarside. I, I put it on him right away, and they didn't seem to mind. I was a little worried about the, the smell because it is, I don't want to call it strong, but it is, it is kind of a strong cedar smell, and I was worried that the cats weren't going to like it or were going to be like, oh, get away from me, and neither one of them resisted at all. It, seemed, it must be because it's a natural smell. 
That's good. You know, every animal is an individual, and we always try to, to really push that for people and say, if it's not the right fit for your animal, your animal will probably let you know. But um, most cats are really fine with our product, uh, most dogs too. I have four dogs at home, and one of my dogs, every time I use it on him, he's very dramatic and, you know, does his huffing and puffing, and the rest of them are totally fine. So it really just depends on the animal. But in general, most of them don't mind it. And then I used it um, just last night. We were we were walking out back. We have a, a big outdoor area, and it and there's a lot of water that holds there after a rain, and of course, just tons of mosquitoes. So I I grabbed one of the cedar sides and sprayed it on my hands and my and my neck and and exposed skin areas, and I stopped just short of spraying it on my hair. What what would happen if I sprayed it on my hair? You would be fine. It's it's not an overly oily product, um, considering it's made out of essential oils. We really try to make it to where it's a really light, you know, dries quickly product. So you can definitely spray your hair. I wouldn't spray a ton of it because you don't need a lot, but you can definitely spray spray your hair for that ad- added protection. Because it is amazing. The bugs can find that one spot that you didn't spray, and that's where they will get you. They absolutely do. It's it's crazy, and I and I always wondered too. I thought. It, mosquitoes don't bite cats. I like that. How do they get down, you know, in the fur and bite cats? You know, they pretty much land on your skin. But of course, I've seen them bite me through my pants uh-huh. before too. And uh, and I was outside and I was watching the mosquitoes hover around the cats. And I thought, I'll be doggone. They really do. I mean, that's clear that they were seeking them out. Oh yeah, they. Cats, dogs, horses, people, they will pretty much go after all of that. Wildlife, they're not, they're not picky. <laughs> any, any blood source will do, right? <laughs> any pretty much them. <laughs> walking blood bags, two and four-legged. Uh, they're the worst. <laughs> does, uh, I, have no, I know how heartworms work in cats and dogs. Are horses susceptible to heartworms from mosquito bites? They are. They actually are. Really? Yeah, it's not it's not as commonly diagnosed in horses, um, and sometimes it you know it works it out on its own, and they're able to recover from it. But it it does absolutely can affect horses. That's wild. I wonder why why don't people get heartworms from mosquito bites? You know, uh, I do know that you can have some form of heartworms. I don't think they actually settle in your heart, but I do believe that they can. Um, implant themselves in your lungs I'd have to do a little more research on that specifically but usually they go undetected I think and sometimes they cause like respiratory issues which you actually probably hear that yeah I don't know if it's the same way in cats but I know in dogs it can cause respiratory issues Um, but that's that is one of the signs in humans is that you have some kind of respiratory problems but they don't actually attack your heart in a human Right. And, and that's true with, with dogs and cats, too, that that's a, the name is kind of a misnomer, that it's, it's really affecting their lungs and they get more asthma-type symptoms. In fact, when, when cats are diagnosed with feline asthma, that's, that's often really means that there's probably a heartworm condition under there, but there's no way to know, right. you know. So it's, it's scary stuff. That, that scares me 
like a hundred times more than fleas and ticks do, even though there are there are also subsequent diseases and conditions animals can get from fleas and ticks. But the the heartworms is is absolutely scares me the worst, particularly in cats because there's no there's no test for it. In dogs, we test for it, and there's treatment. And you know, I'm gonna say it's no big deal, but in most cases, it's no big deal as long as you you catch it and you treat it. Um, but with cats, we don't have any of that. So it's serious, serious stuff. For sure. That's why it's important to try to create an environment that's uh, that's safer for them. So we, we encourage people to treat their yards as well to try to um, repel mosquitoes from your own property. So that can kind of help cut down on the risk there. And then, you know, applying the spray to them before they go outside, especially if they're going to be outside for extended periods of time. We encourage people to do that because you're right. There really isn't much you can do for a cat other than try to just prevent the bites in the in the first place. Yeah, and and when people say, "Well, I don't need that for my cat because my cat doesn't go outside," I love Dr. Lavender's response. She says, "Well, I want to come live in your house then because I've never seen a home in in the South that doesn't have mosquitoes in it." <laughs> that is true. Very true. They won't come so, if that's where the food is. They will find their way in there. In your car, it's. I was driving the other day, and I about had a wreck because one was in the windshield, and I was trying to get it out of there because I, I probably am more paranoid about mosquitoes than the general public because I hear all the stories of people that you know contract things from it, and I know what they're capable of. So, Ugh. yeah, that's funny. Yeah. It's, and, you know, I, I am such a strong proponent of, of catios, you know, enclosed in, in cat outside cat areas where the cats can enjoy the outside but still be safe. And, you know, there's certainly a, a risk out there. So, mm-hmm. so this, is, this is great stuff that you guys are doing. And I'm, I'm so glad that I ran into you at the shelter and got to, to meet you guys. I, I wish I had had known that we had that connection when I stopped by the booth two years ago. (laughs) Well, sometimes things work out like this uh, for a reason. So I'm glad that our paths crossed and uh, we're able to talk about this stuff. It's, I think it's important for people to know, not even just about cedar side products, but just in general, that there are other options out there to, you know, to protect your animals. Absolutely. To protect your animals, protect the environment. Like, like we were talking with all the, other cleaning products we use such horribly harsh chemicals and and needlessly we don't we don't really need to be that crazy about our harsh chemicals so i think you guys are are on a fabulous mission and i applaud what you're doing and let us know if there's anything we can do to help you further well thank you molly i appreciate that yeah any last thoughts before we sign off today I don't think I have anything. I really appreciated talking to you, and this was uh, this was really awesome for me as well. So, if anybody has any questions, I encourage people to reach out to us directly. Uh, they can reach us on our website at cedarside.com. You can find us on Facebook or on Instagram. You can call us directly. Uh, if you do call us, you're going to get to us directly. You're not going to get to a call center. You're going to talk to to one of us, potentially even me directly. So, um, I encourage all the questions uh, that people have to send them our way. Excellent. I noticed too on your Facebook page the other day, you guys published a, a lot of really great tips and tidbits there too. So that's that's great. You should find them on Facebook and definitely like them because they're doing some good stuff. Thank you, Molly. So awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you for joining us today. Well, thank you, Molly. I really appreciate it.
Absolutely. And thank you, everyone, for listening. And I hope you listen again next week. We're going to be talking about a very interesting topic next week. I'll be interviewing an author of a book called Our Symphony with Animals. And she has some amazing things to share. So be sure to tune in then. And in the meantime, go to catbehaviorsolutions.org, find Cedarside under our resource page, and go buy some for your cats and your dogs and your yard and your pet bedding and and shop away because it's really good stuff and i'll look forward to seeing you whitney at the shelter hopefully this weekend yeah i'll be there tomorrow so okay everybody else join us next week thanks for tuning in you can be a cat lifesaver by helping to keep us on the air In the U.S., about 10 cats per hour are euthanized in shelters due to behavior issues. Through this educational radio show, behavior consultations, seminars, and articles, Cat Behavior Solutions intercepts cat behavior problems in the home, reducing the number of cats who are surrendered to shelters. Make a donation at catbehaviorsolutions.com. That's catbehaviorsolutions.com. Looking for products that address specific cat behavior issues? On our website, cattalkradio.com, you'll find things that will create enrichment in the environment for your cat. Toys that will reduce boredom, the world's best and safest nail clippers, and much more. All proceeds support our mission, reducing the number of cats surrendered to shelters. Stop by the site and pick up a few tips and tidbits for your cat today. Visit cattalkradio.com and look for The Behavior Shop. Thanks for tuning in to Cat Talk Radio. Please join your host, Molly DeVos, for another episode of the program on the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, go make a connection with your feline friend.